Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your candidate or career search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston, executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And it is my goal to bring you tips and tricks to find your next job or to find your next candidate. So today I have brought an expert along to our show, Scott Ferguson. He is the host of the Time to Shine Today podcast, the show that is all about leveling up your life. Scott's show inspires its listeners with tips to help them motivate themselves and achieve their goals. Today, he joins us to discuss leveling up the job search to make your mark on the candidate pool and stand out to employers. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Miss Haston, how are you? <laughs> I'm Hayston. so privy to be here. You're, it's Casey Haston I'm on with. So oh come on goodness. now. You know, I'm so excited because I just learned yesterday that this is the last podcast that I'm going to have to record remote. We really? get to be back so in guys... studio next week. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yay. So I am so excited. So tell our audience a little bit about you. Who is Scott Ferguson? What do you do? And, you know, why did you start this show and what inspired you to do it? I know that's awesome. Well, no, that's good. I welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Casey. I'm super privileged to be on with like the ultimate connector, uh, (laughs) Casey. She's magnificent. (laughs) Well, I just uh, I'm a Midwestern boy that grew up in the Detroit area. Michigan, and I served a little bit of time in the United States Navy. I got to see the world, got to participate in Operation Desert Storm, um, Somalia, Afghanistan, and then I went into the real estate business in 1998, and I was a full-time real estate agent. I have a, and I moved, migrated, if you will, from Detroit, Michigan down to South Florida, just about 60 miles north of uh, Miami in a city called Jupiter. And it's a golf haven of the world's like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, all the big names live here. And I just am all about leveling up my life and also helping others level up theirs, no matter what situation they're in. And especially people during this crazy time, because I think we're in like day 9,265 of quarantine, <laughs> right? So it's, you know, people have got to keep that mindset leveled up. And that's just what I wanted to start with a podcast that I really only started about 95 days ago. And it's really got some solid traction. And I, I'm able to give back and have magnificent people like you on my show and others and be able to help them level up their life and take it to the next level by having people drop knowledge nuggets on them to keep them progressing and moving forward. So, and are you able, I know you've shared a couple of your guests that you have coming up. Um, are you able to share those guests with our audience or is that still under wraps? There's a couple of them that are under wraps that you know about, but I did have a nice conversation with James Clear people this morning uh, with Atomic Habits, which yes. they seem pretty fired up about it. Um, there's a couple other people with initials of TR and GV, but you know, again, they're not, <laughs> it's not hundred percent inked. Um, but I've, I have been blessed to 
be able to have people like them and, and, and like yourself, Casey, I mean, don't shoot yourself down at all. You're amazing. You know, oh, I know you, you take it with, with that kind of all oh, shocks, but come on, <laughs> you know, you are amazing. So yeah, yep, I'm able to do that. Awesome. Awesome. So, and you know, again, the name of your show is time to shine today mm -hmm. and you're bringing those little knowledge nuggets and all that information to your tribe I think you call them your squad. It's right. my squad. I'm really sports metaphor guy, so it's my varsity squad, I like to call it. So, you know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what can listeners expect to gain from subscribing and listening to your show? Well, they're going to gain basically consistency because we do put out five shows a week. That is crazy, um, by the way. Yes. And, and we put out two with my voice kind of happening. And, and I go back to kind of regress back a little bit or digress. I started with a little radio background because I have a radio show here in South Florida, South Florida real estate business and lifestyle. And people are like, you have to do this podcast and you'll reach out to more in my try my squad was saying, we would listen to a lot more of your podcasts than we do read your emails you send us. Because a lot of my business is kind of affiliate marketing based where I have companies that send me products, do product reviews. And I only accept products to help people level up their life and health or wealth. And well, that's kind of parlayed into the podcast where I'm able to bring people information for free, Casey, like you and other people that come in and drop their knowledge nuggets on them. So it's not just me. So really it's consistency. Um, and it goes back to my mentors and there's, I can count them on about five hands of like the number of mentors that I've had. Cause I went back to my journal and saw the people that actually stepped up and really helped me level up. And it's my way of mentoring and giving back. Cause I really believe that the more you mental mental, more, more you mentor people, the more immortal you become. And I just really want to leave my mark and help people no matter what their situation, whether it's a job search, what you specialize in, whatever I can help them with their mindset with that, or if people are looking to side hustle and, and do something to help them, you know, give them a little extra income. So it's my way of just kind of giving back because I don't really take anything from the podcast. I don't make anything from it. I don't charge for it. And it's just really a passion of mine to be able to give back. You know what? You just said something that I absolutely love might even steal. <laughs> When you mentor people, you become a little bit more immortal. Right. And mm -hmm. you also said give, and you know that's my word, give, give, give. And you were so gracious to make an introduction for me that I want to share yeah. for um, the author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Oh, yes. There you go. And so he'll be coming on the show a little bit later. And so, Oh, you beat him now, remember? Yes, <laughs> think so. Boom, I'm going to have to put that on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll tag both of you. <laughs> you know what we're going to do here, since we're having some fun before we get in the meat and potatoes, we'll kind of put this out to Bob today. And uh, oops, I don't want to record. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we'll, here we go. And we're done. Okay. okay. Thanks. Now I get to put that out to Bob and Razzle a little bit on Twitter. Because they kind of let me into the group with like Randy Gage. He, he wrote uh, quite a few like 25 bestsellers and then Bob Berg and then Chris Widener. Um, they're all business parable writers. And so they actually really are kind of influenced me to, to write my book too, which that's another thing. So, you know, one of the, what I love about time to shine today is that you really put the responsibility in the hands of the listener, you know, to, they have to want to better themselves in order to grow in a job search. Do you think this mindset still applies Oh, a hundred gajillion percent. That's my own number there. That's a there. lot. <laughs> yes, it's a hundred percent that mindset of responsibility. I mean, again, I'm going to regurgitate something that my 
50 mentors have taught me is that it, rooted in the word of responsibility is the ability to respond. So it's like you must, must always take responsibility and own your suck, for lack of a better term. Own no matter what it is that's going on and realize that in that responsibility and that action that you're taking, that there is, it, everything's finite. Whether it's good, something's good going on, it's going to end. Whether yeah. it's bad, it's still going to end. So what I really preach to people that are out looking for a job or or kind of trying to want to influence them to do is to overlap your happiness. And you know that something good is never going to last. I mean, if you go on a cruise, it's great. You come back 10 pounds heavier, but the cruise ends. Right? <laughs> but why don't you have something else that you put in there that makes you happy to just to keep it ongoing. So have the responsibility, the ability to respond to whatever situation you have and then move forward. Oh, so much good stuff. No wonder you have all these knowledge nuggets. <laughs> I love that. You know, the process of searching for a job can be emotionally draining and can attract some pretty negative thoughts, especially right now, right? Mm -hmm. In these times, what are some strategies job seekers can use to remain positive and persevere through the process? I would say re remember that your brain is a muscle just like the rest of your body and that what you're going to feed your brain, it's either going to, you know, progress or it's going to regress. So you must take in during your job search, you must take in and only let in, have that gatekeeper of the conscious mind, only let in positive influencing anything, whether it's what you're watching, what you're reading, build that mental muscle, you know, flex your hustle muscle and, and just really always look to progress. What you feed yourself is is paramount to really anything. And, and I practice what I preach there. I mean, I like to have my one hour a day where, cause we're binge watching everything right now. My lady got me into Dexter. <laughs> so oh, no. it's like, I'm watching that. And I'm thinking, man, if I was to binge, binge watch this, I get my one episode a day. It's hard. It is to stop. I'm like, I got to stop because I'll watch whatever. And my most favorite show that's on TV right now, billions is coming back on. And I watched that, but there's a lot of lack programming in there. So a lot of the people will watch and get lack. So immediately after I'm done, and this is something I picked up from Andy Gage, I go and read something or watch them that's going to serve me. So for the people that are out there that are struggling, please internalize only good things. It's hard, but it's doable. Absolutely. And I remember um, I had a guy from, are you familiar with Tony Jerry? Know the name, but. He, I think he either worked with Zig Ziglar or something like that. But anyway, he, his corporate office is here. And we had um, a gentleman that uh, from his organization come in and do a lunch and learn for us on strategic remembering. So mm. as you know, in, when you're in sales, it's really important that you remember where all the balls are, right? Sure that are in play. And so we, I thought this would just be a really good, um, you know, topic for the team to maybe help them, you know, sharpen their mental acuity just a little bit. Absolutely. And so he, this guy came in and um, he was talking about the reticular activator system. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, did I get that Keeping right? The activating system. Yes. Yes. RES. The RES. Yes. And it's just yeah. it's so fascinating to me and it makes so much sense why if you don't have that positive mindset, mm -hmm. It's because of what you're telling yourself and your RAS is sitting back there going, oh, she only wants this kind of information because I think you can only process 100 pieces of information a minute. Right, right. So and, maybe a second. And it's funny you said that. The way the RAS was explained to me was, you know, you see, you know, I have my mind really set on a Tesla right now to give my carbon footprint on, on 
my, my lifetime. And I had never really even heard of Tesla up until five years ago. But once I started really focusing on the Tesla, I started seeing them everywhere, you know, especially here in South Florida. You know, everybody is, that's what they like to do is like to show what they drive. And me, I just want something that's going to leave a carbon footprint on the good side. And, and I really like Elon Musk. But what you're saying is RES is that what you think about, you bring about. It's like you, whatever you're internalizing, then that stuff is going to start forming from the ether into what we see as reality. And that's what I feel. And that's what with the knowledge nuggets that I, you know, I pick up from my guests or that I also try to give to my squad is, you know, what you think about, you bring about. I, I love that too. And so many little, I love your little sayings and stuff that you have. It's, it's just. It's funny you say that because all I'm doing, Casey, and this is our secret in front of your listeners, is that I'm regurgitating everything that I've been taught, just like, you know, Tony Robbins is regurgitating Jim Rohn, who regurgitated Earl Nightingale, who regurgitated Wallace Waddles, who regurgitated Marcus Aurelius all the way back. You know, so I appreciate it. I just want to find a way to present it my way because I'm a little bit more no frills, a little bit, I don't really pamper and baby. Like a lot of mm -hmm. times I'll have clients come to me or prospects and say, you know, we want you to coach us. And I'm not always the right fit. I have to refer them out because of that, because I really... I'm empathetic, but I'm also like, there's so much more that you can attain. And especially with your job seekers and like that, especially when they get down in the dumps or ruts or they walk into a room and there's six or seven other people there that they're right. going to have to interview against. It's like, if you flex your mental muscle and or flex your hustle muscle and getting everything done before you walk in the room, you should be ready to just attack that interview. That's, that's my thoughts. Absolutely. And I, I want to add to that as you're going into that interview that I think it's so important that you be who you are, not yes. who you think they want authentic, you to be. Authentic, right. Yeah. Authentic and transparent. And, Absolutely. You know, and if there is a reason why you left your last job that's not particularly favorable, lay it out there. Yes. Don't, <laughs> don't hedge yeah. around it and make them wonder because they'll, they're going to sense something's not right. Right, right. So um, you've written a few posts on goal setting and identifying the next step to take. What role does goal setting have in the job search process and what kind of goals should someone set to lead them to their next job offer? Goal setting to me and for somebody to that's looking for their new job offer is that I like to strip it down mm -hmm. you know and, and you have to have a plan you know it's you know what I've heard a goal without a plan is a wish you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I like that. you have got to strip it down. And what I do with with my clients, whatnot, they're really trying to level up and do a goal. And, I, and I'm working with someone that's trying to level up their ladder in the corporate side. And it's, I break it down into fragments or segments and live in those, like Dale Carnegie might have said, uh, compartmentalize, you know, mm -hmm. carp you know what I'm saying? Car compartment mentalize. <laughs> Sorry. So I kind of break it down and we, and then I take it back to inch by inch. It's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. So don't try to bite off a ton. Just try to like work their way up and make sure that every step is covered while still remaining authentic, like you had said, mm -hmm. and not try to change who they are but to break down the goal into each step and make, like I say, uh, Rod Harrison from Envision You told me inch by inch it's a cinch. By the yard, it's hard. You know, it's just really, really break it down and strip it down. If that kind of answers your question a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Um, I call them micro goals. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. and I will, you know, each quarter, I'm a 
nerd, I will, <laughs> I will set out my goals. I have a goal planner that I use. I talk about it a lot. It's called full focus. Okay. And I set down my goals. Now I have my annual goals, but then I have my quarterly goals as well. And then I detail what I need to do each month, each week, mm-hmm. each day to get to that quarterly goal. And when you do that and you can go back and make your progress, I was so excited the other day when I got to mark off, uh, cause I wanted to have a date for my personal branding. Right. And like you said, when you think about personal branding as a whole, it's like, whoa, whoa. that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. But when you break it down into the baby steps and you do this, you find somebody to do your website. You find somebody to help you with your personal branding. You right. start providing the content and all this. But anyway, I, I had said that I was going to have that done by Q2 last year. Mm-hmm. And my website went live June 3rd. That's Q2 still, right? Yeah, No, it's like three days late. Okay. But it was still <laughs> right there, you know. Right. And I, and I don't think I could have done it if I hadn't broken it out, just like you said, and, you know, had all those micro goals to help me get to the finished product. So, Absolutely. And it's still a work in progress. But <laughs> We all are. We better be. We're artists. We're entrepreneurs and artists. And also people that are working for companies, they're still artists as well. You know, yeah. they never, you never retire no matter what. You, you know, know, my, my so. big push is, you know, for people that don't want to be an entrepreneur, that you always be an or an entrepreneur that you're an entrepreneur. And for me, that means, because I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I am building a brand within a brand. Love it. So my personal brand supports VIP, my company, right. or their company, right. where I work. So, but I still get to do all the fun stuff that an entrepreneur does. Right. You know, just by, by creating that personal Even brand. Even the good and the bad stuff. True. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. So at VIP, we're really proud that we create these long-term relationships with employers to help them build their teams over time and better understand their individual needs. I've got some clients I've worked with for six, seven years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about this from the employer's perspective and how can they create a better experience for job candidates so that they can level up, so they can build those bigger teams and attract that better talent. Meaning the business owner or the employer yes. themselves? Yes. It, to me, it's it's culture. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the culture set up, hire somebody to bring in. Like you just said, you know, if you're not good at doing something, you know, hire it out and have somebody that's really good at it. So if you're having a culture, you're having a culture clash or something like that to where you know, as you take a step back and look at your company with that 30,000 foot view, you know, and you're going to find those bits and pieces that need help, get the help to bring it in to establish a culture where people want to come and not feel like they're coming to work, but they're coming to fulfill their passion, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what, because in the bottom line, it's all going to come back to you. In my real estate business, that's what my coach has me do is build the culture to when I bring on a buyer's agent or a, or a listing assistant or a photographer or any strategic alliance I have, it's, 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 they've got to buy into the agent Ferguson culture that I have. And I'm a culture of very driven, right to rock, but ambitiously lazy at the same time. So what does that like even I, look like? Ambitiously lazy. It means that, I make sure that what I'm not good at, I hand it to somebody else. And I want them to make sure that that fits into my 
30,000 square foot or 30,000 foot view of what I want to build the culture to when people come to work, they're in a rock and roll at ad, it attitude they're ready to serve period um and i think that when you are building your company it has got to be a place where people come and and feel i wouldn't say so much at home because i do like to keep those two separate mm -hmm. but to feel a place where they want to come in in rock and roll you just get going so to, i don't i I'm, don't know if i'm tiptoeing around your question too much no. but it's it's like that's what I do and what my coach myself on my real estate business side has me do is just provide a culture for people to come in and make sure that you're doing finding out what makes your employees tick uh, and find out which and if, if it's a huge company that's different and if it's a huge company then the leaders on down the chain of command needs to know what the people below them what makes them tick mine is not big so I know what makes each one of them tick. I know that if someone comes to me with a commission issue or something like that, I can sit down and, and really, really talk to them. And uh, with our <clears throat> podcast that I did with you, it was kind of almost like a basic interview of what I do with my people. You know, what's the definition of a life well lived? You know, what's your big vision? Ah. Stuff like that. You know, so I asked that even before I bring in because I want them to fit the culture that I have. And that's what I hope that employers would do. You know, it, biggest thing is to find the help and the things they're weak at. Yeah, exactly. And I heard you mention several times that, you know, I mean, here you are, you're about to be a best selling author, you have a <laughs> podcast, you have a real estate business, you have all this stuff going on, mm -hmm. but you still have a coach. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got like three of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is I mean, interesting. I have, you know, I have my everything believe, with me starts with physical because um, I know that I get this one temple for the rest of my life. Um, and so I, I have a coach for that, you know, and it's, it's a yogi and a personal trainer. All right. Oh, nice. So, so we really got, you know, into yoga about six years ago, It's just hundred percent changed my life. You know, I'm six foot one, I'm like two sixty five. but at the time I was like three fifteen. I was a really big guy, but like I have him. And then I have, um, a real estate coach, Jared, who is amazing. And he fits my personality because, there's words that we say to each other that would never be on this podcast or even my podcast. <laughs> um, so we get that going. And then I have um, an improv coach and we, you know, I do improv classes. I'm learning to improv on stage and, and stuff like that. So, you know, physical, you know, business and then an improv coach really, because improv helps me with my podcasting. It helps me if I have to sit down after four other agents have went in to list a million dollar house, you know, it helps me with that. So yeah, definitely coaches are essential they they have to be in your life and if you're you know people say well I'm just an employee you still need somebody I'm telling you because if you want to get up you need someone like Casey Easton you know you need you know people that are going to help them level up and if you can't afford it don't make that excuse because excuses yep. are like lightning rods to me I don't like it you know you have books that you can read that can help you level up out there and I'm sure you could refer a bunch I could refer a bunch if they really read it and internalize it the coaching's there for free, basically, or nine bucks exactly. for a book. Exactly, exactly. I, I couldn't agree. What's your favorite book? What do you think? Which book do you think you've read that changed your mindset the most? Well, that's easy. It's it's right off the top. It's it's Andy Andrews, The Traveler's Gift. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me if I get a little emotional because he he wrote the book. And what it is is it's about a guy named David Ponder, and he went back. His daughter was dying. He loses his job. 
And so he decides he's going to kill himself. So he goes and runs into a tree. Next thing you know, he wakes up in 1941 or 42 with give him hell. Harry Truman was there before they did the D-Day. So he talked to Harry Truman. Then he went and talked to King Solomon. Then he went and talked to Anne Frank. So he went back and into different parts and had discussions with, you know, teaching you how to level up every aspect of your life. And at that time, Casey was 2009, the market had crashed. I had nothing. My house got foreclosed on. I had listed a house in Westland, Michigan as a short sale. Cause remember when short sales were big Yes. and the people moved to Florida and I, I, me and my dog squatted in their house and I was handed that book by somebody and said, read it. And it was just like, boom. I was like, wow. So long story short, there's a really good ending to the book, but the lessons in there are amazing. And, and, and Andy Andrews is a funny dude. He's a comedian, but he's a Christian comedian. So he's very, very clean. Um, but it's, it's my go-to book. And then obviously second, you probably know what it is because you're interviewing him pretty soon. So the go-giver. Yeah. 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 Go-giver. Actually he leaped over the, um, the Think and Grow Rich. I mean, Think and Grow Rich really? will always be my business Bible to me. Yes, um, that's what I, I was going to say. That's mine. Yeah, but I love parables. And like when they're written in parables and the stories, with, with the, still the same stuff that you're getting from uh, from Napoleon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but yes. Napoleon Hill is definitely at my mastermind table in my mind. When I go back and I'm thinking, okay, how would so-and-so do something? I go to Napoleon and reach in, you know, so. Got it. Um, so, what do you think prevents people from leaving a job they may not like and how can they level up to find the next one? The unknown, the fear, you know, the false evidence appearing real. Um, it's, that's what it is. I mean, that's a lot of people that will come to me to be leaving their job or they got let go. And now they're going to want to be a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. People like they don't realize the grind that they're about to get in. So, but once they realize it, it the, the fear creeps in, but for people to want to leave their job and when they're not happy is they need to sharpen skills in areas or else that fear wouldn't be there. They need to sharpen skills in communication. They need to sharpen skills on how to internalize what's being said to you without taking offense mm -hmm. to it. Um, they need to, you know, find a mentor or pick up a book and do that. So I, I think that it's really fear for leaving a place um, that they're not happy at. You know, I think that that's really is, it's a fear of security. Everyone will say, oh, it's a security thing. And I, you know what, if I, I just don't buy into those security thing too much. I mean, I understand there's, there's, they're gonna be scared, but there's so many different remedies that they can handle and, and then, you know, flex their hustle muscle and get moving forward, so. That's my kind of thing. On it. I think that's really good. And I just wanted to, um, you know, we've had so many conversations outside of our podcast and I wanted to, um, you know, one thing like with me, I made a complete pivot in my careers about, about eight years ago when I switched from being in accounting to sales, <laughs> huge pivot. You know? Right. right. <laughs> and so, and there was a lot of fear there as well. Um, but would you recommend to people if they, you know, and obviously I've fallen into my passion. You know, this is what I love doing. Accounting was not what I love mm -hmm. doing. Um, would you recommend to people though, that maybe can't afford to make that drastic of a pivot that maybe they start a side hustle until that can become their passion yeah. and what they I mean, do. The time? Now you're in my end of the playing field. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was my, I think we actually spoke about it yesterday and, you know, my mentor said, 
you know, work your day job, but mind your own business. Yes. And, and with saying that, it, it doesn't mean don't give your all to, to your day job. I mean, make sure you're serving people and making, making sure that you're doing the best that you can. But there's other side hustles, if you will, or whatnot that will help you level up, whether it's, you know, invest in some real estate, you know, people don't understand. That's like a lot of people give me, send me courses to review, to send to my list, you know, to invest in real estate, because I just believe that real estate is the best vehicle. I am involved in many, many transactions on my side of real estate. And that's how I really got started on the side hustle. And then there's, you know, we have this thing called the internet. There's a lot of different, uh, different, opportunities are there but yeah i mean but the main point is if you're going to stay where you're at you need to give 110 percent where you're at period and then focusing and minding your own business is fantastic and what's i mean there it could be fun stuff like me and my lady we go to big lots right i don't know if you have them there or we we go to the walmart clearance shelf this is for fun for us or we go garage sailing and we find stuff and we take pictures with our amazon app and be like oh we can sell this so we'll take it home and it's a bonding experience as we'll make 150 bucks in a weekend we just have fun with it and if people have a little bit of fun in their life like that when they go back to work they might go back to work with a whole new attitude they might like it better that's what i found you know, my lady is, is in the food service industry, you know, but when we go out and we do fun stuff, you know, she goes back and she's not like, oh man, I got to go wait on some tables and, and stuff like that. She's not, she's not like that. It, when, when we go out and do something fun like that on the side and you start seeing, you know, that De Niro in the count, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but again, like, yeah, it's definitely an answer your question. I'm sorry for being long-witted, but definitely if you want to start something on the side, that's great. And, but just make sure that it doesn't interfere with the person who's paying you and what they're, where they want to go. And then lastly, you know, have fun. It's gotta be fun. It's gotta be fun. So I am so excited to ask you this next question. All right. Tell us about your book. When is it, when can we get it? There's no book. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's uh, it's called level up. It's your time to shine volume one. It's about a gentleman named Travis Fuqua. And basically he just lost out on a huge commission he got really messed over um, and basically he's about to quit the business. He's about to walk away from something he's very passionate about and he meets a younger mentor uh, or younger person, a millennial. <laughs> and the millennial says, you know what? My father passes down to me before he passed on. And the gentleman, uh, Travis travels, not travels, but he goes to certain places and meets people that are going to help him level up that their life and you know I've stolen you know some chapters from other people not stolen I I took their chapter I looked at it and then I went and sat in this is when we were still allowed to went and sat in a coffee shop and wrote about a coffee shop and then built characters and and stuff like that around me but Travis is me it's what's happened in my life um you know and I don't hold back on anything and it's just been a passion project of mine. And with this quarantine, not going to lie, it gave, it freed up an extra two hours a day to really get down and dirty in it and send it to people for editing. And, you know, some of the names we mentioned before, they're actually looking at it and helping me out with, That's, with it. Yeah. That is so awesome. And how soon can we? It'll be end of May is when we're going to okay. roll it out. Um, I'm going to start kind of pre-selling it, uh, uh, marketing. It's really, it's more of, I'm using that, the first volume one, it's going to be super cheap on Kindle. It's the, I'm not, I'm basically giving it away, but it's more 
of a hook, if you will, to get me in more people like you yeah. um, with speaking engagements. You know, I, you know, I heard, you know, like this is a funny thing that I heard that anybody out there is aspiring to be a speaker is that a lot of times the people that are holding the events don't have a big pay the speaker, you know, uh, put aside for to pay the speaker, mm -hmm. but they have a big account for materials that they're allowed a budget for materials that they're allowed to spend on. So maybe you can get them to buy your book and you go speak for free. Got it. That's you know, so good. which all helps out. So that's kind of a really cool thing. So it's, that's my, Lee I really appreciate you asking me about it because it's something super, super close to me. And it's basically me when you read it, you know, people that don't know me won't know, but people that do know me are going to be like, am I that person in the book and stuff? So, you know, absolutely. Well, I can't wait to get my signed copy that you yes, promised me. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, we are running out of time. Yeah. So I want to get to our last three questions, our VIP questions, and yeah. we'll wrap this up. So. If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Be Susan, my lady, uh, in any family. I would just say, say family in that. If whatever, three things would be Susan, my lady, my dog, Stitch, and chicken wings. Chicken wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm a snob when it comes to chicken wings. Trust me, you don't want to go there with me. They better be good. So. That's funny. Okay. Um, what is one thing you do each day to set your day up for success? Every single morning. There, there, I have it called, you know, get moving, get lit and get hydrated. So those three things, meaning like I get up, I get moving, I walk my dog stitch and we do right on the ocean, little area on the ocean. Um, getting lit means the, um, uh, in which I got all this from Marcus Aubrey, who was passed on to me. He owns a company on it. They're in Texas actually. And to get lit, get the vitamin D in me, you know, early in the morning. And then I also hydrate with uh, distilled water, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, quarter teaspoon of turmeric, a uh, quarter teaspoon of pink Himalayan sea salt and a wedge of lemon. And I made that resets my whole pH. So that's how I start up. And with that, um, I, from there, I go right into my attitude of gratitude and I journal which you're in my journal like three times since we met. So <laughs> my gratitude. So I really appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, so my final question, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Hmm. Larry Scott Ferguson made the most of his dash. Ah. And the dash is... I would say that the article might be written after I'm passed on and that dash is that time before birth date and death date and I made the most of it and I helped as many people with it and I was the biggest go-giver as possible. That'd be the subheadings. So I made the most of my dash. Most of your dash. I love that. Well, <laughs> this has been such a treat. So mm. much information. Thank you so much for being here today. And I just have one more thing to say to you. Mm -hmm. You are a VIP. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm blessed to have had this opportunity. This is amazing. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.